Okay. Okay, doing the intro in three, two, one. Hello, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to season three of the Believe Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL and at Believe.com. This week, we discuss G4 TV, Pokemon Unite, and actual Overwatch news. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. I am free of my COVID, so hooray for that. How are you doing, Kevin? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I just got back from seeing Bell in theaters. That was a uh, Mamoru Hosoda uh, film. Uh, I, I watched a lot of his films going into it, so I I would recommend if you can see it, go for it. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a, it was a good good thing. Yes. Now, now, did you watch the movie specifically to go see it, or did you have you been watching them like before? I've been watching a lot of like I've seen all of Hotsuda's stuff that he's released like year to year since Summer Wars, which was like I think yeah I don't want to mess up my dates, but I think it was like early two thousands. Um, it, okay, I guess I was even further than that. Uh, the girl who leapt through time was two thousand six. Um, so yeah, I've been watching since then, and it's kind of like taking all of the things that he did well and just rolled it into into one really good movie um which i i liked uh, a lot of people were uh I, i've had mixed like split uh reviews going around on my twitter feed right now uh from my two friends who did end up seeing it today too so uh <laughs> it's cool um but yeah i i thought that the movie was pretty it, it does very much a lot of the things that he did in the past and kind of like perfected it in this one it has been a while since i've seen anything anime related yeah i've been off of the anime train pretty much the entirety of last year and all my friends are like why why haven't you why haven't you been watching stuff and i'm like i've been reading things instead it's not i'm getting older i like reading stuff now literature it's weird. Uh, it, it is true about the life cycle of anime fans. You go from from watching it to being like, man, the pacing is too fast. And then you read it and you're like, oh, this is too deep. And then you go back to the anime and you're like, mm, this is too fast. So <laughs> it's a it's a never ending cycle of buying books and buying subscriptions. Um, <laughs> it, it happens. I just uh, subscription to HBO Max because Peacemaker is coming out today uh-huh. or t- tomorrow. What today? I, I don't know. It's supposed to come out. Technically, it's already Thursday in some parts of the world, so it yeah. should be online already. But it's not. So I don't know if they're waiting till midnight Pacific time to drop it. But I got it for that, and and also like all the other DC shows, so I can know what the hell it is I'm writing about. Like I just redid or not redid, but I finished the um. I picked up the Harley Quinn um, show again, so. I forgot what, like, there was one thing that was on HBO Max that, like, 
I went on HBO Max specifically to go watch. Um, I forgot what it was, but it was it was something very specific. Um, I don't know if it was like a movie or something. But yeah, no, I, I remember just getting that. Oh, I, oh, close enough. That's all it was. <laughs> close enough. Um, but yeah, it, it's a it's a very interesting like platform. You know, we, we've branched off into that. But uh, enough of me worrying about, you know, where my money's going uh, this month. Uh, how was how was your week? Um, it's been a, like a, a, an up and down week. It's, it's been interesting and a lot of busy stuff. So good things that happened. Um, I published, I got, I, 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 um, I got an article published from one of my coworkers publications. It's called, um, Geeks of Color. I did an interview a couple months ago. It was supposed to be originally for, um, Filipino American, heritage month um but it got too busy so we pushed it back to the release of book three of the trese um comic series in america so i did an interview with budget tan and with jay oliva who jay oliva did the anime series on netflix and budget tan is the the writer for the trese comics so i did an interview with them and it got published on that website and it's been making the rounds on the internet. It's gotten a little bit of attention, mostly on like Filipino pages. So at least it's getting some play like organically that people are sharing it in publications or, or pages are sharing it. So that's good. But um, last week I bought three CDs from uh, an indie kind of, I guess you'd call them like folk rock-ish maybe. I don't know really how to classify them That's outside of indie. Um, they're a band called I Am Not Left-Handed, and they just shipped out the CDs today, and they sent me a message because I said, like, hey, uh, I sent them a message when I ordered it, I think, through Bandcamp. It's like, hey, I made a video with your music a couple years ago, and if you remember me, it's I'm only buying it now. Um, and the message, they re- replied back and said, hey, Matt, great to hear from you again. I do indeed remember the Daily Brew video you made. Thanks so much for supporting our music. I've shipped the CDs out now. Catherine was initially super excited about your purchase and wanted to hand deliver them. I had to remind her that Santa Clarita is not Santa Clara, so it might be a bit of a bit more of an ethnic mission to drive down from the Bay Area. Um, and then they said they might come back to SoCal eventually. But I forgot that Santa Clara is a completely different area than Santa Clarita. Yeah, uh, it, it's uh, Santa Clara is where the San Francisco 49ers play now. So it's, it's in San Francisco. No, it's it's like another like forty five minutes south. <laughs> it's, it's it's not San Francisco, but it's where the San Francisco team plays. Yes, because they used to play in San huh. Francisco, and then they were like, mm, "Too much," so they went huh. somewhere else. They got they had to get a new stadium. So, huh. yeah, if if you're ever confused, Levi Stadium is in Santa Clara, which is not San Francisco. Even though it's San not San Francisco. Francisco. Okay, that's confusing. Not to also be further confused with San Fernando, which is close to Santa Clarita. Yeah, it, it, I don't I don't know what's up with people putting sand things close to each other, but it's I, the Spanish. I, Blame the it's, Spanish. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it, you could the entirety of world history can be blamed on the Spanish, the Chinese, or the British. That's who we blame. Uh, yeah, that not not our fault <laughs> they did it also kind of the macedonians because you've got alexander the great yeah but then again genghis khan was worse than him with his conquests 
We we just want things to be named easily. That's uh, that's what that's Stop all we're asking for. Stop us with your names. It's not it's not nice. Um, but also today, a not so great thing was I went so I was playing with uh, my friend B, who's on the team last night, and she mentioned Charlie's subs or whatever and a Philly cheesesteaks, and so she's like, "You should really try the blueberry lemonade." And then I wanted after hearing about Philly cheesesteaks, I wanted to get a Philly cheesesteak from Charlie's. So I'm like, okay, that's what I'm going to do for lunch today. So I drove 20 minutes to the mall to buy some Philly cheesesteak and some of the blueberry lemonade. And it was closed at lunch hour in a mall. Like literally no one was, the, the restaurant was dark and no one was in there. And I was very sad because I just wasted 20 minutes that I could have been napping to go to this restaurant. So I went to a burger place instead, which was... It was good, but I, w- I was just so disappointed inside. Just so, so crushed. I wasted my lunch hour. Um, and then earlier today, when I was supposed to be practicing with the team, my mom roped me into a couple rounds of um, poetry for Neanderthals. And my sister gets very, mm. very passionate. Like her boyfriend was over and she was just, she was yelling at him the entire time because it was, it's his first time ever playing the game. And uh-huh. like, even when you've played it for a couple rounds, like it's still hard sometimes to, to think of single syllable words to describe the incredibly abstract concept on yes. your card, right? Yes. So she was just yelling at him the entire time. It's his very first round playing and he just kind of freezes up. And it's like, stop yelling at him. He doesn't know what he's talking. He doesn't know what he's doing. Exactly. Um, it's We also <laughs> play poetry for Neanderthals during like Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I got it because you recommended it. Yeah, it's a it's a good game, but it's, it's always fun. so difficult to like to limit yourself to one syllable words, and then yeah. after that, like if you play it for too long, you can only speak in one syllable words. <laughs> so like you go around being like me want good yum yum food in on plate, and people will be like, you could stop doing that, and I'm like, could you please pass the mashed potatoes? Like it's like. It's really difficult to like tune that out immediately. It's like going into like Brave New World, not Brave New World, 1984 language, double plus ungood. Yes. <laughs> My, I don't know about your set, but the set that I bought, the the nose stick, the inflatable nose stick, it deflates mm-hmm. like immediately after you blow it up, which is sad. Yeah, we have to blow it up between rounds, but I'm usually I have to blow the, it up uh, in the middle of the round. Um. So I, I, one of the first cards I got this round, or the, this today, this day, um, was wedding ring. And mm-hmm. in order to describe a finger, I called it the hand point stick. There you go. Because, <laughs> like, it's your hand, and it's the sticks on your hand that you use to point. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I got another... I got another card later on in the night and I used hand point stick again to describe finger. And since mm-hmm. now we knew what a hand point stick was, they got, they got the clue. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the news of the week. If I can pull up my notes page, there's my notes page. Um, okay, so uh, not so a lot of our our at this point we could probably rename the show gaming companies are terrible and this is why 
Um, so Riot, <laughs> Riot Games is another one of those terrible companies, and this is why. Um, so recently, they were sued for a hundred million dollars. I think we talked about this last week. A hundred million dollars because of a lot of sexual discrimination that has happened in the company. And so, what Riot is doing now is um, they're, they're kind of. I guess retooling and refocusing how the company culture is. There was uh, on January 11th, which I believe was either yesterday or depending on when you're listening to it, it was like a couple of days ago. Um, the president of Riot Games, let me bring up that real quick. Um, yeah, by, by Niccolo Laurent, who is the CEO of Riot Games, he released a, a very long and, and somewhat rambling. Uh, address of what the next five years of Riot are going to look like. And a lot of it was like changes in company culture. They actually do address like the um, the lawsuit in here. Um, hold on, I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> I swear. I don't know if COVID anymore. I did my test. Um, but like they, they address things like the, um, it's, it's a little bit buried. It's the, um, like they're addressing their company culture of like discrimination, looking for more diversity, stuff like that. Um, but what they're doing now, which is kind of interesting, is they're, they're expanding their what is called a Q Dodge buyout program. Now, this is normally available to new hires during the first six months of their employment, but now it's being expanded at this period to all employees. So what happens is if you are a current employee of Riot Games and you don't want to be part of this vision of the next five years, which are not going to, like on their face, ostensibly get rid of that frat boy sexual harassment culture, um, then you are being offered 25% of your annual salary, three months of subsidized health benefits, um, and all other benefits that you would get from being a member of the company, just kind of truncated to that three month period of time all throughout January. So if you leave by the end of this month, you get all of those things, no questions asked. Um, yeah, you can, all you have to do is just quit the company, just leave your job. Um, this is an interesting, I don't know how to feel about this because on one hand, it helps get rid of a lot of the toxicity within the company. But on the other hand, it's also kind of a, a soft, a, a, an easy out for them. Like you're not having to fire anybody. You're not like, I don't know. Cause, cause for some people, I feel like you shouldn't, this is feel like rewarding them in a sense. Like, yes, they're losing their job, but they're still getting that, that benefit of, of leaving, you know? Yeah. Like if you were fired, you wouldn't be getting three months of paid uh, insurance yeah. and salary when yeah. you really should have been fired for, for screwing up. It's kind of a weird, like, I wouldn't just say it's a catch-22, but it is kind of a weird, like, feel to it. Like, if you quit, it means that you're not, like, the company itself does not have to worry about like firing you or had you having that on your record or whatever but the other half of it is that like people may try to take advantage of this like 
what's preventing people from just leaving now, collecting the money, and then just reapplying later? I mean, <laughs> I think that would depend upon HR. Yeah. Because like dependent upon on HR and recruiting. Yeah, like let's say if you're a good you're a good employee at at Riot, like you're actually doing your job and people like you, um, and then you you leave, you just say like, okay, I'm out, and then like a week later, just be like, hey, I, I want to come back. Do you <laughs> do you get the money, and then just be like, okay, so after the period, I just re I just reapply and and still work there, just get the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do understand like the other half. It's like you're giving people a free out when they themselves could be held responsible for some of the, you know, some of the frat boy culture that was a part of riot. Right. So that's also like the other half of like, I get it. You want to fix your company from the inside out and like giving them an incentive to leave besides like, besides just saying like, Oh, well you're, you're a bad person. Let's fire you. (laughs) Like, I don't know why you just don't do that. Um, But this is just such a weird, like, a weird thing. And I don't feel like this is, for, for Riot themselves, like, yeah, they have they have a lot of money and they could afford to do something like this. But at the same time, it's like, just hold the, the employees responsible who are responsible for doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it just fix your culture easy. And right. then everyone else will be, will benefit from it. You'll, you'll make more money by having a better culture. Mm-hmm. At, at your workplace rather than having to worry about it you know yeah and like on, on its face what it's trying to do is incentivize like only the highest motivated people to stay like the statement from um the ceo is like no one should ever feel any pressure to stay or leave riot so i think this only really works as a as a method of trying to purge the bad apples out of the riot apple barrel is if after january that's when you kind of just go in and start firing people without um the the whole benefits thing like you had your opportunity if you're not on board with like the change company culture and we know that you're one of the people who's perpetuating the frat boy aspect of it then like you have until this period to leave no questions asked we're giving you this grace period um and because I guess it incentivizes them to like you have three months to find a new job where you're still getting paid and covered as opposed to just like them quitting and not really getting anything out of it and they're, still, they're having to find a new job so it, it gives them the opportunity to find a job but after that three month after that one month period by the end of January then well it's not even a whole month it's it's just from January 11th to the 31st but I guess that 12-day period, I mean, that's that's still even short. I feel like it's even shorter than like a normal two-week notice. Um, but yeah, does, does that make sense? Like it, you have to have the grace period, but then also the consequence period, kind of. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It I have to I have to say that this whole like this whole HR thing is super weird. Um, but yeah, I do understand like what they're trying to do, but I don't know if this is specifically the answer. Right. I, I think it's, 
it's a gracious way to do it it's also an easy way for them to do it like not easy financially like this is potentially going to cost them a lot but it's like it's not having to take accountability for keeping the culture there Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's hoping that the problem will take itself out i do think that they they need to go in and actively fire people that are still there that were known to be problematic because if, if you're not doing that then it's just like like i just said it, it it's hoping the problem will take care of itself which sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't it depends on on the issues so another thing in our our, our gaming companies our horrible tirade of the week um xbox boss phil spencer says he's not interested in quote-unquote virtue shaming activision and like on its face that's a very um that's kind of an as all headlines are an inflammatory kind of headline um but when you look into the nuance of it i can kind of understand what phil spencer is going for like he's on one hand like yes you absolutely should shame activision for for their frat boyness but then again like he says like we as xbox have had our issues with this kind of stuff in the past so we really have no place to stand here and say that they're bad when we were bad previously so i kind of i get that aspect of it i understand that um but also i still think that like regardless of that you can still hold them accountable it's it feels like very much um outside of that self-reflective side of it it's also like a very business person move being non-committal to it um and uh so his initial comments in an interview he did was we have changed how we do certain things with them and they're aware of that but i also this isn't about for us as xbox virtue shaming other companies xbox's history is not spotless um and then the interviewer kind of presses the issue a little bit um i don't mean to be rude but what's wrong with punishing them for that like we don't want to do business with you unless you cleaned up now again these issues were back several years ago too but under the same leadership bobby kodak who's the longtime activision ceo and then spencer replies I think in terms of interactions with other companies, the things that we do, that we choose to do with our brand and our platform in coordination or not with other companies is the avenue that we have to have an impact. I would say in terms of individuals that are in leadership positions at other companies, it's obviously not our position to judge who the CEOs are. Like CEOs are chosen by shareholders and boards. At Xbox, I know I'm who I'm accountable for here in terms of business and the operations. It's my teams here, my management chain. And that's the thing we continue to focus on is to try to grow. And whether that's a sharing again, the experiences we have with our partners, if we can help them on their own journey on other things or on things that happen on our own teams. So literally it's just a bunch of, I don't want to commit to anything. <laughs> it's like, we, we done goofed on this before and we don't want to like, we don't, we don't want to tie ourselves or be like on, right. on a side here, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's, it's, it's a safe bet, obviously, but like, it's right. not, you know, it, it may look worse later down the line, but we'll, we'll uh-huh. see. Only time will tell. 
like I understand like they they're pretty much saying we have egg on our face so we really can't speak but also like there, there has to be some sort of like reprisal here but then again it's like they don't want to shoot themselves in the foot because Blizzard is a huge money maker and I mean ostensibly if it comes back they don't want to be like oh hey Blizzard can you can we work with you and they're like no you you virtue shamed this in front of everybody publicly so um i don't know i do feel like blizzard deserves the shaming i, I mean i feel like they they can do it and then <laughs> if any like if i were xbox like you could do it right right and then you you make you make activision apologize for it right be yeah. like like make them work for it because like Right now, you're just saying like, "Oh, we're we're trying to give ourselves a clean slate. Like we're trying not to be, you know, partial here." Um, but uh, we we want to do this. Like we want to still keep our face and still do business, right? Mm-hmm. But I still think the correct answer here is to be like, "Okay, yeah, they, what they're doing is wrong. We've had our, you know, uh, we've had our mess ups in the past too." Like. If they if they said okay you know what Xbox is willing to help out with the process of fixing it, that would be another interesting like right. idea. Yeah. And like it says like yeah we we had to change our ways too. So like we're willing to help, but like otherwise it's like this is not this doesn't do anything for us. We we just we just watch two companies just be like <laughs> mm, I don't know about that one, and then they're just like rocking back and forth like. We're supposed to be like, oh, well, Xbox is okay, I guess, right? Like, what, what, what does this? This has no net gain or anything. It's adventures in non-commitment. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not like if Blizzard says something about Activision, it's not like Activision would turn around and say, "Hey, we're gonna make Overwatch Two, which we're actually dropping tomorrow." a playstation and and pc exclusive thing that's not going to happen they're still going to release it on xbox there's a huge uh market there for xbox one series x players and xbox the previous generation we're still going to get overwatch too even if like xbox says y'all done goofed and we don't like it kind of a thing yeah, like they they are gonna beg and make a deal with Xbox to have their game on there. Like that's a hundred percent gonna happen. Like, imagine if this happened a couple of years ago, like w- when the whole Weinstein thing came out, and like everybody was just like, "Um, I don't, I don't wanna, I don't wanna comment on on Weinstein because I've I've coerced people before." Like, <laughs> that would have been such like a yikes. bad look. You know, it, it just it just kind of like okay, yeah, I I can I can I can see that you're not. It's like let he who has not sinned cast the first stone. I get that, okay, but you can still say that it's bad, right? I don't I don't know. It's it's all come all gaming companies are terrible. Uh, <laughs> moving on, G four. Um, not strictly a gaming company, but they're they're the gaming geek culture company. Um, they're back. I'm they're so back. happy. They're they're back. They're definitely back. Uh, I remember watching 
what was it? It was uh, the original Ninja Warrior was on G4. That's yeah. mainly what I watched. I watched I the Tommy was old show. school. Yeah, the <laughs> the Tommy we show. Totally forgot about that. I remember watching Attack of the Show with like Kevin and Olivia yeah. when it was like still like niche and stuff like that. But I'm I'm really glad that it's back. You know, right? Um, it's back, but also it seems that like with the return of G4 is a resurgence of that sexist gaming culture. Like I don't, I honestly don't really remember it because again, I, I didn't really watch it that actively. I was again, mostly there for uh, Ninja Warrior. And this was again before, like I actually knew who Tommy Wiseau was and I actually like consumed his media actively. So I never actually really watched the Tommy Wiseau. So my experience with G4 was really kind of just the games stuff. And like just watching like reviews of games really and like sneak peeks. And then Japanese people jumping into things and falling into water. Um, yes. But Kevin, from what you remember, like what was the kind of the cultural image or like the energy that they put off? Like I, I'm, I've been reading this art. I was reading the article from Kotaku that kind of references like Olivia Munn in her like Mm -hmm. sexualization and like her licking like the ps3 controller and stuff like i don't remember that <laughs> at all um i felt like it was it's it was a very different time and i do understand like people were saying like oh we wanted olivia munn because she's hot and she talks about games right and i feel like this is the weird part about i i like what g4 is now right like it has definitely right. evolved since you know it being whatever but it also shows like the evolution of gaming in general. Like it used to just be like, oh, this game came out. This single player non-online game came out. Um, it was fun. That's it. Like this is why it's good, right? Um, yeah. And it, it used to have like, you know, maybe some small tournaments where they were just talking about like, okay, this this event happened or um, this, is, this is why, you know, we're talking about this. But with the evolution of like you know now we have multiplayer online you know games we have brand new games coming out we have like the esports culture becoming a bigger thing you know that we have people like you know golden boy getting signed to that you have like a whole bunch of like really good like esports talent finally coming together and like talking about not only the gaming space as in like single players and like how far we've gone graphics and storytelling wise but also like bringing in that new level of competition and showing that it is competent it's like something that we can talk about like this is like believe it or not this is probably going to be like early day sports center right where like people were just mm -hmm. like sitting around a couch and talking about sports and it becomes <laughs> something big this is exactly what that is it used to just be dude like people on a podcast just talking about like Oh yeah, that one play by No Tail was really cool. And then they're just like, now we have a full like we can have a whole segment on it. You can do that with like the best of what esports can offer. It's so weird the evolution of gaming. Like, just just as as another branch to that, I remember in third grade, I think specifically, I was talking with one of my friends, um, and I, I brought up the the fact that my uncle still plays video games. And then he told me something like his dad was saying like, oh, enjoy playing video games now because when you're an adult that you're never going to play video games. It's a kid's thing. And now look at it. It's like it's it's grown so much where people in their like 
30s 40s or stuff are still like just talking about games and like playing video games is a career now yeah and uh it, it's also because uh we we don't like to grow up video games are good uh, and you know in all seriousness like video games is just another form of entertainment like you just yeah. think about it in that fact it's like okay like i can go and play and watch people do esports while you sit down and watch vanderpump rules or fucking like below deck i'm not calling out anybody who watches bravo or anything specifically okay, father but like because they had what's it called um they were bringing back cash cab for a little bit okay yeah like that's a, that's a good show like uh but like in in all honesty it's just like you can watch like everything that you watch on television we can watch on twitch and like it just happens to appeal more to us on twitch because like we have that option to play that game like mm -hmm. we we don't like we don't watch football thinking like, oh yeah, I want to get tackled by a 350 pound dude. Okay. I I watch I watch my games because I'm I can actually potentially mimic what they do. Uh, like it, it's a learning experience as well. So I feel like that's if you just think about it as a different form of entertainment, like you can you can just appreciate it for what it is. But so back to the, the reason why it brought up G4. Um I think this was, was it, yeah, this was, again, yesterday on the 11th of January. We're recording this on the 12th. Um, but Froskurin, which I found out is, I think, Icelandic means the frog. Um, she's one of the new hosts for X-Play, and she went on a, a big backlash against a lot of the, um, I think if she was looking at some YouTube comments on their show or whatever, um, but just to a lot of like the core fan base of the X-Play thing. And it was like her, her main comment that was drawn from this. And it's like, it's a fantastic like takedown of, of the gamer frat boy neckbeard culture. It's in, in joining G4, I was ecstatic to be part of something I grew up watching as a child. But every time G4 is brought up in various channels, even in this YouTube channel, we have the chat in front of us. I can see you. Without a doubt, there will, there will be backlash because I'm not as bangable as previous hosts. Um, she said it, that in a sequence during Gaming Grievances, and she went on to, uh, to kind of expand on that and illustrate it. Like if some of like the reviews that they read are written by a team, they're not just generally written by any one person. Like th there's too much for them to cover. So they have a team who plays these games writes the review and then the hosts will read them on the air um it's kind of it's what a lot of other companies do. like uh ign does this all the time kotaku i know does it on or GameSpot does it a lot um so what she was saying is that like if one of her co-hosts reads one half of that uh that review written by someone else and then she reads another half there's a disordinate amount of hate that will go towards specifically her, even though they're both reading the same review written by someone else. Um, and I, and it's, just, it's so, it's kind of interesting, like, to finally hear someone say, you all hate me just because you don't think you can sleep with me as, as nicely as with another host, or you wouldn't want to sleep with me as much as another host, which is like, damn she said it <laughs> yeah that's, that's, like, that's like my reaction to this it's like oh she she went there she she said it she snapped 
someone finally said it like she can't just sit back and smile anymore um which again it's it's like the fact that she had to is the most tragic part of this because like as far as we've gotten like we were talking as far as we've come with the gaming industry that underlying culture of the neckbeard in the basement who hates women and just disparages women it's that's the part that hasn't changed and it's not just gaming it's it's i think a lot of just male dominated society in general especially western society that doesn't have a lot of matriarchal structures um which is a topic for another time but i feel like as far as we've come we still haven't focused progress where it needs to be focused yeah and this is just a really good like answer to a lot of things and i like i like how she went about addressing it too it wasn't like oh we're gonna edit this for time or anything she's just like no i'm gonna i'm gonna go into it like right at the top of the broadcast like you're gonna have to deal with this and it was good it's like this is exactly what they need to say and i love it like i i totally support this and i think that anyone's opinion like of a game is important like i don't care how like how if they played it or not like if somebody has a good like answer or a good like take overall like i'm gonna listen to it i'm gonna take it into consideration when i play it but like that is one thing that won't take away anything and if if anything people should first of all listen to the rant it's on g4 tv um it's on their twitter um if you want to watch the whole thing, go for it. And I've I've watched it like two or three times now. And it's good. Yeah, it's a good rant. And I don't know if this is um let me let me pull up this guy. It, did am I blocked by this guy yet? Oh, um <laughs> I love that. I love am I blocked by him yet? Uh I think he's gone. Uh all right. Well, there was this guy named Thorin who went off and said like he built the esports scene and like he he talked about like be, everybody should be appreciative of him and like he did go on a somewhat sexist rant and that kind of spurred its own thing on on twitter for a while and i was like hmm that's not good that's how you dumpster your entire esports career and oh, yeah. it's it's really funny because like i remember all of my friends like immediately after that happens we've been posting like stupid memes of i am esports and like he said, I am esports, and we're like, no, you're not, dude. You're 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 nobody now. Get out of here. And so I feel like that kind of spurred this to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that it's somebody on a big like televised platform to right. tell them like, shut up, okay? Like you have a very good like we their opinions matter, and everything that they say is important. They're just not as knowledgeable if not more knowledgeable about gaming than the average you know average andy yeah. who we have on tv or whoever who's sitting on their butt right now recording a podcast eating jack in the box <laughs> for example okay so like you have you have a lot that you could do mm-hmm. so i do think that their their opinions matter and it, we have to respect everybody who is in the space and the fact that we we obviously we didn't do that that well back when G4 was a thing like a decade ago. But now that we are, you know, it's different. It's brand new. It's got new people in it. 
um, yeah, it, hopefully we can change the culture. And if it starts here, then it starts here and becomes something greater later down the line. Yeah. Um, I think like for one thing, like there's really nothing that you can say to counter what she says. Like she hits everything on the head so specifically and so like non it's like it's it's combative but it's not aggressive or i don't know if i'm saying that right but it's like it hits all the points but it's not like it's not forcing it's right that's what i mean that's what yeah I mean. it's you, you it's got it spurring yeah. a conversation but it's not forcing a call to action against like other people yeah and i think it was also like a key thing about what her take on it was is like she doesn't blame the the previous host like she acknowledges that like olivia munn was over sexualized in the og g4 but it's like she doesn't blame her for it because i think i think even though there are some who might say that by participating in it so actively you're you're advancing the culture but it's like a lot of the and this is this is an argument that i've had with people especially over the weinstein stuff it's like for women especially back then there really was no alternative if you wanted a career it was pretty much you keep your dignity or you keep your job you do this sexy thing or you go find a job at mcdonald's or something where you're not making nearly as much money or having nearly as much of an impact as you do doing this thing and it's it's like there's there's this huge power structure there and we're we're getting so off base with this like that's not a face but like into the weeds but it's like there's there's a power structure there that wasn't dismantled until you had someone as as powerful as weinstein fall and then all the little underlings were taken down all the people under him and you, you got to see just how insidious the i'm a man and you will do what i want you to do otherwise you don't have a career is and now it's like, it's not gone, but it's been exposed and it's a lot weaker than it is. And now we're finally seeing that movement push into gaming. Um, and while it, it, there's still a lot of neckbeardiness about it, like people who are standing up to it, like Froskerin, are saying what needs to be said. And hopefully, by saying this so publicly, and calling people out on it and, and this is instances where you do need to shame somebody because if you're if you're calling people out just because they're not bangable then yeah you you got you got to be shamed for that um i think this is an instance where public shaming and just destroying that that entire culture of of sexism is is necessary yeah and here's the thing like frost Curran had the right idea to let everybody know but the best way to answer back to like to this is to take action in your own lobbies and like i hate to like you know this this is the call to action that should have happened afterwards but like if you see or hear in your comms in in whatever game you play just like sexist like terrible things like i've had games where like a girl will talk in game to like have a basic calm and some guys like oh what's your number what's your igm what's your what's your twitch handle man i want like you sound so hot and i'm like oh god stop like you have to call them out on it like yeah. you have you 
the the way to fix these lobbies is with your action and i hate to say it because we're most gamers are non-confrontational but this is the only way to clean up our lobbies for the future mm-hmm. and like i've done it before i've called out people i'm like hey you know what we're, we're all trying to win a game here can you stop with that it's super distracting and i want to win right yeah. and sometimes you just have to like straight up like tell them and it like yeah i've been sworn out a couple times on stream it happens but i'd rather have a cleaner lobby in the future than have to deal with this crap and take an l in this game you know so Mm -hmm. it is what it is but it starts with action in your lobbies yeah like don't don't just let it fly by like let them know Mm -hmm. that it's not it's not cool i think the zomniks are are uh, almost I, ha- I can't do the math right now it's too late in my head but i think we're about half if not close to half um women on the team um uh, and so thankfully like we don't really have a lot of you know, we don't get to hear a lot of like sexist comms just because it's us on comms but there's i remember there was this one time where we were playing with a friend like someone's friend um and this friend was like super super drunk and he was just dropping slurs about women and it was just really uncomfortable for me especially because i was playing with two other women on our team we were just it was the four of us playing and it's just like i called him out but he was just too drunk to know what i was saying and then afterwards i'm just like i felt re- i was telling the other members it's like i was really uncomfortable by that guy playing i don't know about you and him saying all those things and each they're like well he's not normally like that it's just because he's drunk but also it's like drunk what is it like drunk talk drunk tongues speak sober minds or something yeah it's it's that idea that like when you're drunk it's when you're gonna say what you actually think Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's just if it makes you uncomfortable it's probably making someone else uncomfortable it's the there's also the bystander effect where if you feel like if that if someone is bound to say something if you don't so you can just keep quiet and someone will say something and sometimes people will sometimes that does actually happen but a lot of the time everyone else has that same thought so it's got to be someone has to take the initiative um and we would like it if all of our listeners would be those who would take initiative but you will make it better for everybody in the future just just think about it think about your kids think about your kids lobby uh i i can make this transition right here it's pretty it's pretty easy uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna do it in a two-step process so we're gonna be talking about g4 um as, as we just as we just wrapped up g4 right now by the way is going to be having a um i wouldn't say they're they're having their schedule release of like new things that are coming out which are really cool uh, i'm really excited um their twitch schedule now consists of one thing that i'm very excited about yay I usually don't get excited about anything, but um, yeah, on Sunday, G4 is actually hosting a Pokemon Unite tournament, um, and they will have female talent on the, on the uh, on the board. So I'm really excited to see what they do with that. That's starting at 1 p.m. Eastern or 10 a.m. Pacific time. I'll see if I'm awake. Um, but there's also a bunch of other things. Just always check back with their Twitter. They always have like a new weekly schedule to go check out. So that's gonna be cool. And then, uh, yeah, the, we we need a button for like uh, a, like a jingle or something for Kanashi's Pokemon Unite section, because uh, this is gonna gonna be a thing. Um, 
but yeah we're gonna talk about pokemon unite yay because i'm a nerd and this is one of the very few things that brings me joy in life yay i do this every day um <laughs> but here we go um the cool thing is pokemon unite actually dropped a thing on twitter today saying that they are going to be a part of the pokemon world championship tour in 2022 so in other words uh during you know the big competitive time where they usually have video game competitive they have pokin tournaments believe it or not um they have their tcg going on they are going to be adding unite now so they they only released a single tweet and there's a little bit of stuff that goes along with it um i will be taking my shot at it obviously i i enjoy this a lot um but the world championships will be taking place in august um, there's going to be a lot of people like hopping in and they said that they're trying to grab talent from all around the world with multiple languages. Um, so it's going to be really cool to see what they do with this new esports space if they are going to take it in that direction. But it's really cool to know that they are like acknowledging it and trying to build it as a potential esport later down the line. Um, if not, you know, they, they're, they're taking the steps to make it an esport. Um, so we'll see how it goes and uh yeah i'll keep you guys updated on anything that happens between then and august um but it's really cool i i said like you know this is the the pokemon video game universe slowly filling out here um they they just need to fix a couple things like adding a adding a better fighting game or like re remaking pokken to be more like a 2d fighter but yeah other than that like i'm 100 percent down with this pokemon unite competitive announcement i'm excited um and yeah it's going to be really interesting to see what happens the pokemon the, the pokemon competitive universe is slowly building yeah it's going to be it's going to be insane if they start adding like other crazy games to it like imagine if pokemon trozy comes back <laughs> which one the 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 connect four one the, what you, you wait you've never played pokemon troze no okay pokemon troze uh troze uh t-r-o-z-e-i pokemon troze yeah it's it was a ds game where it's like you, you match the pokemon together and then they they disappear it's like playing a harder version of uh yeah, it's like Connect Four, but like the the tile moving. It's like uh, it's like Candy Crush, but Pokemon. Oh God, and that was but a like, DS game. That was a DS game. It was a long time ago. Ew. It, it was fun. It was fun when it was good, uh, and then the games got harder because they added like they added extra like block things where you couldn't clear them. So it was it was fun. It was good. I, I liked it, and then uh, Candy Crush happened, and then it it like everybody was like, oh well, that's just Pokemon Trozy. But okay, never mind. Uh, enough about me talking about random Pokemon <laughs> games that I wish would come back. Um, th there are th that will be a video in the future. Don't uh, don't bother me. It, it's happening. I'm writing it. <laughs> oh okay. Well, thank you, Kevin, for your. Oh, we should make a jingle. I know, right? We we need a Pokemon a Kanashi's Pokemon Unite announcement. Things to do for next season. <laughs> um, I, I guess now we we transition into our actual Overwatch segment, but we haven't actually had Overwatch news in a while. So, hooray! Back to Overwatch stuff. Um, 
we recently got a patch change. Um, things in this were in, were some were good. There was one that was just I hate burning <laughs> passion. Um, so most interesting one that people have been talking about is Moira can now super jump. Like when she fades, she can jump a lot higher. I've seen people like exploiting it where you can pretty much jump across the map with this. I don't know why they gave it to her. Uh, I don't know how this fits in with her lore or anything or who asked for it. But now you can you can just traverse so much farther with her super jumps. I don't get it. They needed Moira to have vertical mobility, so they said, "You know what? Let's just let's just give her like let's just give her Baptiste's boots when she's invisible." <laughs> but like, who asked for her to have vertical mobility? You can throw your balls up and down; they can mounts. You don't need the vertical mobility. It, I, I don't know. You can you can spray your pee into the air. It's fine. <laughs> But now you can super and spray it in the. And you could super jump and heal your Phara midair. Um, Reinhardt got a buff to his Earth Shatter, which of course I'm happy about. Um, his Earth Shatter now deals an additional 200 damage within 1.75 meters of the impact area. Um, so it, it's a lot easier to get the damage and the kills with Reinhardt, get that play of the game. I'm happy about this one. I'm so happy. Yeah, we get the we get the hard boop people who are close to us. Or if you want to get even cheesier with it, you have somebody throw a throw a grab and then you 360 off of something high. <laughs> make I'll make it, it happen. I'll make it happen. Telescope shatter, six kill. Yeah. Uh Hanzo got his pretty much he got ricochet back. He got he got scatter arrow back essentially. Um the storm arrows now ricochet once upon impact, so uh you can trick shot again with simple geometry yeah they're not letting that voice line go go to waste anymore it you can actually use it now um cowboy man can now combat roll while in the air which is like okay i it's something that they've teased and put in a lot of times before it's now it's don't know why they finally but it took them so long to to put it in also, I don't understand why you have to cool down a roll. Like, yeah, what about, yeah. what about Coca-Cola casserole's anatomy makes it so that he can't roll after like six seconds or so, whatever it is, after he rolls once. <laughs> it's called uh, it's called arthritis, bad joints. He's like, all right, every also, six seconds I can roll. Is it also the emphysema because he keeps smoking yeah. them cigars? Yeah, exactly. It, it's just old age and like you know just terrible stuff that he's doing to his body we'll figure it out um torbjorn's rivet gun alt fire which is i guess the spray uh not not the single shots the ammo cost is decreased from three to two so now you can spray and pray even more i don't know why you need a buff torbjorn his turret's already incredibly overpowered And now, yeah, I mean, if they just want more damage, just just don't do anything to Torb. Just just, just leave him let alone. Him... He doesn't need it. Yeah, he's, he's fine. fine. He, you know, I mean, if you if you really want to buff him, just give him like point one point five movement speed with hammer out or something like that. Please, that would 
I would rather you do. I would rather have a bunch of angry hammer dwarves around than whatever this nonsense is. I think that would be really interesting too. I I would love a mode where it's just hammer only, like super speeds. There you go. Make that an official mode, please. And then now for the one change that no one wanted and everyone hated. Um, Reckling Ball can only grapple for six seconds. Now, I didn't know that this patch had gone live. I didn't know it had existed. I know it was a thing that they teased in the past with Experimental. I didn't know it was a thing. So I was playing on Nepal in the, uh, the shrine and I was spinning to win and I kept detaching from the, the main circle post that I was hooked onto. And I thought, did I let go of the button or something? And this just kept happening. And it kept happening until like the next day I saw like someone was commenting on the patch and I'm like, oh, that's why. That's, that's it's so frustrating because like Hammond's guns, I, I feel like they're not strong enough really i know i understand that he's he's a get in and get out like poke harass run away kind of hero but i feel like for a lot of people like something that was so central to his kit was to be able to just sit there and spin to win and like it's not like it's hard to counter anyway you can stop it with a brag with a lucio with a junk rat uh with a a well-timed charge it wasn't that easy to it wasn't that difficult to take care of and now that you've taken it off, it's like, well, why do I play ball then? Yeah, it it limits what ball can do. And I understand, like, people were like, oh, well, he's spinning too fast. Like, I don't think I've ever heard that complaint <laughs> in-game, really. It's just like, oh, he's spinning fast. We'll just shoot him in the trajectory that he's going. Um, but, yeah, th- this hurt a lot, really, like, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to say like, okay, well, Wrecking Ball shouldn't just be, you know, AFK on point spinning around all day. It You should be trying to at least do something with that ability. And with this, it forces you to use it more for a mobility sake rather than using it for, you know, point contest, spin to yeah. win, be annoying kind of thing. But at the same time, it's like, it changes the way how you play Wrecking Ball and mm-hmm. it will take a lot of time to get used to. But, um, I would say, like, if they changed the cooldown for grapple to be, like, even if it was even faster than Winston's jump, I think it would make it a little bit more manageable. I guess. Maybe. I also hope that they change it back, because at this point, now you just have to, it's like, Wrecking Balls now, hey, what if you played Tracer, but you were a tank? Yeah, but like you also didn't have the damage or a way to get out. So, yeah. <laughs> Oops. What if you could body slam then immediately die? <laughs> that that sounds like a plan. Sounds like every wrecking ball I've played with. Sounds like every wrecking ball I've played. So, oh man, I, I hope they change that back. I don't know if they will. Like if they get enough like pushback we might be able to bully them enough. Um, I hope we can bully Activision Blizzard into changing this back, but eh. Um, so something that I saw on Twitter was um, so the Overwatch League Statistical Insights Twitter posted something about uh, analytics that Twitter had done 
based on esports and stuff. So, um, where is it? That's not it. Is this it? No, that's not it. Um, so I'm just going to go through some of these insights. A lot of them like don't really apply or are not as interesting to, to me personally, but if you're like following specific creators, um, you might just check out the Twitter blog on it. Um, but here are a couple, I'm going to go through a couple of categories. Um, Kevin, guess what the most talked about video game on Twitter was? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that it wasn't Overwatch. You would be right. That's correct. Cool. Uh, would it be we're talking most talked about game most tweeted about game on Twitter Genshin yeah yes (laughs) it's Genshin followed by Apex Ensemble Stars Final Fantasy Fate Grand Order Animal Crossing New Horizons Knives Out Minecraft Project Sakai and Fortnite Wait, wait, Knives Out has a game? Wait, hold on. I, that's, I, that's not the movie, is it? I don't think so. Okay. But, like, I, I knew about Genshin because, like, I felt like everybody was polarized, like, about mm-hmm. Genshin. And it's, like, in every single, like, Genshin updates one thing, and you have, like, everybody on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it was either that or Animal Crossing. Those were, like, the two that were that were big. But Genshin's always talked about. Right. Um... There's an esports athletes one. There's no one on Overwatch mentioned here at all. I don't believe in this list. The number one is uh, Kevin. How well do you know your esports athletes across? Uh, okay, everything. I guess across everything. Yes, I, I would. I would say uh, across everyone. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I would assume tense is on that list. Yeah, yeah, tens is on the list. Okay. Uh, okay. Simple had a big win too, so I think he would be on that list too. Um, yeah, he's on the list. Okay. I think. Well, other than that, I don't see anybody else who I would like know off the top. Yeah, well, uh, I'm. I'm stumped. Simple is number ten, and ironically, tens is number nine instead of number ten. Um, but the, the number one is, is Mongrel is number one. I don't know what sport well, Let's find out what he plays. Mongrel. Phase Mongrel plays uh, Fortnite. Hmm. And, oh, wow. Fortnite's still kicking, kicking butt in 2022. Or 2021. This was 2021. Um most talked about esports teams again overwatch is nowhere in sight uh this number one is loud esports loud gg um followed by phase clan pain gaming g2 Fnatic, furia hundred thieves detonation gaming t1 and team liquid i i've heard about okay well liquid being up there that that's all uh that, that's good that already already is a uh, intern for Liquid, so good job of being on this list. <laughs> Super good. Um, I don't I don't even know. I hate to say it, but like I know majority of these orgs. I don't know loud. How is like what what do they do? What game do they do? Is it okay? Okay, here we go. Uh, 
I see League. I think that's it. Is is it? Wait, is Loud the Brazilian one? Yeah, I think so. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. That that makes sense now. An interesting one for me was countries tweeting most about gaming. Um, oh, okay. This one's. I think this would be a. These are a lot more of like the more main. Like these are countries that most people know of. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of them are countries that you would automatically assume with gaming out of these 10 okay uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna sh- shoot in the dark um i i think na has to be on that list because i mean we, yeah. we we're talking about like the u.s talks about it a lot i would say brazil is probably another one well considering yeah considering considering loud loud is, loud is <laughs> on the list um uh I would assume Japan too about like fighting games, right? With yeah, Japan's well, not only list. Street Fighter and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, it's tough because I feel like everybody talks about esports, but like I would say like top some 10, the top ten. Okay, yes, yeah. top ten. Uh, yeah, Brazil, Japan, NA, like USA. Um, I feel like the Philippines talks about esports a lot too. They're That's on the another list. one. They are on okay. the list. Uh, South Korea, for sure. Um, yeah, they're on the list. And then, like the rest of them, I'm assuming is just like somewhere in Europe. <laughs> okay, okay. So, who's your number one? Number one about talking talking about esports, about gaming. Uh, overall. Like just oh, just gaming overall. Um. Population-wise, I would like to say the U.S., but yeah, I'd I'd say NA talks about the games the most. Okay, final answer: United States. I'll say the United States. They're number two. We're number two. Japan is number one. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, like everything comes out of JP, yeah. so that that's good. Followed by South Korea. Okay. Thailand at number four. Thailand. Okay. Brazil at number five. Uh, the yep. Philippines at number six. Yep, Lakan Matatag. Indonesia at number seven. Oh, oh, okay. The UK at eight. Okay. France at nine. Mm-hmm. And India at ten. India. I forgot India has like a solid esports scene too. I didn't know they had a solid esports scene until now. Yeah, there was a guy who I played Overwatch with. Well, okay, no, no, no. I watched him play Overwatch live multiple times his name was zerocious he was crazy um crazy widowmaker player hmm. um and he used to live in sf and he i think he went to he went to one of the universities i forgot which one but like he ended up like moving to india and like playing for their national team for like the world cup and i was like <laughs> okay just just for fun and i'm like he, he got paid he, he was like chill and then he's like okay i have to go back to school he did it for like a summer, and I was like, "This this guy's crazy." I mean, he must have eaten some really good Indian food over summer. Yeah, he was he was insane. <laughs> um, okay, so he, uh, most talk tweeted about gaming events. This is not an Overwatch category. Overwatch is only in one category in this, but this most is not it. Gaming event. Yeah. Uh... I get okay. Well, like, mm, they're like they're talking like 
shows right they're not like just one-offs like it's not gonna be like a, a nintendo direct or something no no it's gonna, okay it's like that's like a full event like stuff it, happens. it's events like like serious like more serious events okay so i'm assuming the game awards are on there for sure yeah they're, they're on there obviously um it's where we got a lot of the dc trailers y- yeah um get a wonder woman game kevin you're getting a wonder woman game what about i mean did we have an E3 last year? We did have an E3. Okay. I would say Game Awards, then E3. Because, like, I remember the Game Awards. I don't remember E3. That's one okay. of the things. Final answer. And then I, I, I would hope so. You're, you're backwards. It's, it's E3 backwards. and Game Awards. Oh, my God. Then, then it's the Xbox Game Showcase, Gamescom okay. 2021, and Summer Game Fest 2021, which I didn't know was a thing. Okay, what what was announced during E3 this last year? Maybe maybe I overlooked something, and then it See, was. I like remember insane. most of the announcements coming from the Game Awards. I don't remember. Yeah, again, exactly. I don't remember E3. So like, I, I want to just check what they what they said. E3 wise, like, what was what was the big thing that we like took away from E3? Um. The, the, the I think Metroid? the biggest takeaways from the Game Awards, at least, were Wonder Woman game and the Sonic 2 trailer came out. Yeah. Okay, so the Nintendo Direct at E3 was Mario Party Superstars and Metroid Dread. Oh. And then the WarioWare stuff. Um, but we we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we had the... Okay, that's why. Uh, we had the Breath of the Wild sequel. Mm, okay like that'll do yes. that yeah yeah that'll do it that makes sense um so moving on to the one category that overwatch has mentioned and it's most tweeted about esports leagues um esports leagues i'm telling you right now overwatch is not number one okay yeah for sure i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't i didn't mean that like as a as a bad thing i still want my podcasting job uh <laughs> um okay let's see let's let's start with okay so valorant for sure um is on that. valorant's got to be on that list i'm assuming like the lcs series is also going to be on there those are usually the two that like have the most pull um tweeted about esports league so here's the thing like it doesn't necessarily have to be good press right it just has to be talked about on twitter talked about like this is this is an, a no uh, an all news is good news kind of situation. Okay, I still think LCS and Valorant are on that list, and then it goes like you said, Overwatch League is somewhere on there. It's somewhere. I'm in there. I'm assuming it's like bottom. Okay. Like of oh, oh wait, we're talking up like out of five, right? Yeah, this is out of five. Okay, so like I would say Valorant LCS, then like. I, I don't know what the other two would possibly be, but like I feel like the league got a lot of press for not mm-hmm. only being like we're shuffling everything around, but also just like they were one of the only like leagues that tried to do something. Right. They um, tried to be in person for a little bit. Yeah. I bought tickets I, at one point. I don't even know. Refunded to me. Yeah, I don't I don't even know what the other games could be but i do lcs and valorant and then overwatch league okay 
So it's CBLOL, which I'm guessing is League of Legends, um, Call of Duty League, Valorant Champions Tour, then Overwatch League, and then League of Legends Champions Series. So LCS. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, CB is it Brazil. Brazil League. Again with the Brazil. I knew it. Okay. I, it's still a league. <laughs> Again with the Brazil. Um, and also, so this, that number, that it's the fourth talked about uh, over or esports league. Um, it contrasts directly with the next two number or categories. It's top esports league by most video views and top esports leagues by followers gained. Overwatch is nowhere on the those lists. Yeah, I get. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody watches the vods, um, or like actively watches it when it's on yeah um unfortunately most views is um league of legends esports valorant mm-hmm. champions tour call of yep. duty league e- uh, esl counter-strike and lcs and then by followers gained which i think is probably the biggest metric is the mm-hmm. most important one you want um it's fortnite competitive series valorant champions tour league of legends esports league of legends european championship and Valorant Tour North America. Hmm. Okay. So people talked about Overwatch, but didn't really care about Overwatch is what I'm seeing. So Kevin, you want to take the next one? The next story uh, real quick? Oh yeah, sure. We'll, we'll talk about uh, a returning player. Um, yeah, we, we just literally got this tweet, I, I would like to say, earlier today. Um let, let me let me just make sure that the time is correct. Uh, as a matter of fact, I feel like we wait. Yeah, we got it earlier today. Um, Bishu is back. Um, a lot of people thought that he was going to get like a, a manager position. He said that he was interested in either coaching or joining a team. And he is uh, he is returning as the manager of player operations and content for the Houston Outlaws. So he will Hooray. be uh, he will be working with the outlaws to create content and help the players with um, operations stuff. I'm assuming that's like um, not only like getting equipment and stuff like that for them, but also like helping out with uh, whatever resources they might need in order to continue to play. Um, I do feel like this is a really cool like addition, um, considering that you know he's done playing competitively, but he still wants to be a part of the scene. This is probably the best way of going about it and still being, you know, in, in the league of in one way or another. Right. And then the Outlaws also just recently lost Cool Matt as I believe he was a general manager. Um, a lot of people are saying that this is a, a huge loss for them because what a lot of what he was concerned with, if I'm correct, was like procuring kind of things that they would need on a day-to-day basis, making sure their travel was all taken care of. And like, as a former player, he, he knows what it's like to be on the player side so he's gonna he's, he's a good person to be in that position to make sure that the players are comfortable um, a lot of people are crediting him being in that role for why the of uh, houston outlaws did so well last season so um i don't know if bishu's going to be in the same capacity I, I doubt he's going to be in the same capacity as, as that um although player operations might crossover into that i don't know if that has anything to do with cool matt leaving um 
but things are things are changing for the outlaws. There there are moves being made that are noteworthy there. Um so here here's our, our what what WTF Blizzard story of the week. Uh have you clicked the link, Kevin? No, should I click it? Okay. Well, first off, guess what the story is going to be about. You'll never I, guess it. I uh like okay, if we're saying that it's out of the ordinary for Blizzard, right? It's out of the ordinary for anything. Anything. Okay. Um it's gonna be like Blizzard releases like Jeff Kaplan NFT. <laughs> or is that too that's too that's too on the nose? That's too normal. Um it has to be no, no, no. We um, it will be NFT stories this week. So. Oh yeah, we we got rid of all of them. Uh, it will be. I don't know. Blizzard sells like the Yule log chair from <laughs> from the thing. I don't know. I would buy that chair. I would buy that chair. It sells for like one point three million. That that'll be the what story it for the caress Daddy Jeff's cheeks. Yeah, I want my cheeks where his cheeks were. Come on, please. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Now click the link and then read the head the the, the headline. That's what they're called. Oh God! Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. I'm so I'm so lost in the sauce already. Hold on. Okay, so it reads: Overwatch fans think they found Blizzard employee accused of stealing breast milk. So wait, wait, wait. wait. So we're saying. We're saying players can actually do something besides not be on the objective. Like, okay, so this is what they're doing when they're not on the objective. They're playing, they're finding they're figuring out who stole breast milk at the Blizzard HQ. Yeah. Okay. So, so what happened here is apparently there was a a Reddit. I know not Reddit, four chan. I think. Um, yeah, it looks. I think I think it's four chan. Um. So apparently. In, in December 28, 2021, um, former and current Blizzard employees like alleged that like there was a room where women could go in and pump breast milk and store it. Uh, and apparently it was being broken into and stolen, um, which is both disgusting and incredibly invasive. And I kind of feel like there should be some, there's probably some criminal charges there, but um, so on 4chan in the, on the Overwatch TMZ sub, um, someone was, there were posts for people, or some dude was like talking about it, and it's an anonymous account, but it's like, it's going into the details about it, how, how there's like an, an unlocked, there was an unlocked fridge, or they would like sneak into unlock the room and like sneak into the fridge what they do to steal the breast milk is they would pour it into a water bottle and then store it in their own personal fridge like mini fridge or something or a company fridge until they would go home and then they would drink it guess why this person was stealing it kevin because they're a baby i don't i don't know this is like this is the direct quote from the stupid thing I've thought about this for a while, and my logic is that human milk probably contains just the right amount of macros and other minerals slash hormones for maximum gains. It's meant for a growing baby, after all. Plus, the girl is pretty cute. That no, that's no. 
stop. He should have just stopped at maximum gains, dude. Stop. Everything about that tweet was bad or that Reddit answer was incorrect. Okay. You don't, you don't say like, not only do you not steal breast milk, somebody will buy that for you. First of all, you you can find that online. um, If you, if you look hard enough, second, you don't add that last sentence. That's, that's the reason why they, uh, too bad you don't work at riot because like you could have just backed out right now like that this would have been the time to leave um but yeah you work at blizzard so it's gonna they're gonna find you this is not gonna be good um and yeah i i hope that you don't get maximum gains i hope your muscles become flabby and you end up looking like me so the reason why people are, are connecting these two posts together is because um, one, this person said that they work and the, the post was from two years before it's from 2019 on um, the person said they work at a large tech company and, and they said some details about like breaking the padlocks or like the, the fridges weren't being locked properly. Um, and then in a, um, a post by Jessica Gonzalez, who was talking, saying bad things about like working at blizzard under the hashtag blizzard women, hashtag um one of the things she pointed out was refrigerators had padlocks that were not consistently locked or could be accessed by other employees employees were using the fridges to store their beer but the reason there were locks on them in the first place is that people were stealing nursing people's breast milk so yeah that's your wtf blizzard story of the week how do you feel uh, like I don't want to drink milk for a little little bit. <laughs> okay, now to mind bleach you a little bit, Kevin. Um, you got a phone? God, it, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> well, Blizzard's counting on you to have a phone, according to this theory, because some people are looking at like the design of Torbjorn in the next game. And they're feeling like, hmm, he looks a little bit simplified. So the theory is that a lot of these Overwatch redesigns for the characters are to make them simpler so that it's going to be compatible with the graphics your phone is able to display. So you can play it on a mobile version of Overwatch 2 because everybody wants that. So I can take SR from people with phones. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Oh man, I don't like. Unless this. they have their own like server, which I mean that makes I sense, but, but you I mean, know that they're they're now. gonna eventually integrate it in. I hope that's not true. I really hope that the the Overwatch property the property that they're doing on the phone is gonna be completely different than Overwatch Two. I hope it's gonna be Pachamari on the phone. Um, and so for our last story, um, remember how last week I was talking about Lego and the, the Overwatch, I think it was last week, the Lego Overwatch 2 set. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's apparently not happening anymore because Lego is like, oh, yeah, no, we don't want to be associated with the company that's actively harassing its employees. So it, according to this article from PC Gamer, um, Lego was putting its Overwatch 2 Titan set on hold while Lego reevaluates whether or not they want to continue to have a relationship with Blizzard. Um, 
in talking to Brick Fanatics, which is a, a Lego fan site, um, a Lego spokesperson said that we are currently reviewing our partnership with Activision Blizzard, given concerns about the progress being made to address continuing allegations regarding workspace culture, especially the treatment of female colleagues and creating a diverse, inclusive environment. While we complete the review, we will pause the release of a Lego Overwatch 2 product, which was due to go on sale February 1, 2022. Um, and what this article points out that's interesting is that like these allegations aren't new. Like this, this lawsuit stuff has been going on for a while. So what's surprising is that one, not only was the set announced, it's that like it's only within a month period, less than a month period of time that they decided to pull the release of the product. You know, that's kind of weird. It feels like they they took a long time to kind of clap back. Uh, and one of the best part of this though. Uh, so apparently, according to the Wendy's Twitter, and whenever Wendy's Twitter is involved, you know it's going to be good. Yeah. According to Wendy's Twitter, it's hashtag National Roast Day. Drop the roast me below. Uh, and so Overwatch League decided to reply. You're just like your burgers, square. To which Wendy's replied, can't wait for those new Lego sets. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, I mean, man. I mean, that's that's the ultimate answer back. I mean, like, first of all, you don't you don't go at, at Wendy's expecting expecting not no. to eat. They they're As gonna someone... destroy you and fry you better than their their hot and crispy fries that they've been pushing really hard. But pushing like, them yeah, very hard. yeah. You, uh, why would you go at at the queen of roasts on Twitter? You know you're gonna get shit on. And honestly, like as someone who who works in the social media space now, like I've heard other companies say, like, don't talk to me about Wendy's because Wendy's is like. I feel like they're the undisputed king of this, or queens, because it's Wendy's. They are the undisputed queen of the space. Just I because like, they're so savage. Yeah, like Wendy's is good at like drawing up heat. And then like I like the style that Arby's goes about their stuff too. Like, if you have you seen Arby's social media? I haven't really paid attention to Arby's social media. Okay, I was yeah, talking like, to be about Arby's last night, interestingly enough. Yeah, it, like, they have this one guy who does, like, sauce with their art. Or, like, does... Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Like, I, I remember that. The, they do the sauce and they did the paper cutouts. Now I yeah, and the paper cutouts. Like, those ones were cool to, like, see. Um, because they said, like, on occasion they'll go to, like, an anime convention or some form of convention, do a cardboard cutout, and just leave it there. So, like, you can find an official like Arby's like paper cutout if you happen to be at one of the event things. So, yeah, yeah I, I I think that those are those are the two that I follow the most. But yeah, you you never know. Why does fast food have the best Twitter presence? I I don't know, man. They, we got to figure out who runs those. Um, but yeah, so that that leg. If you were looking forward to that Lego set coming out, um, I'm so sorry. You're not getting it, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, which be- which begs the question: like, what are they gonna do with all the already produced sets of that? Because there's no way that they're not, they didn't start making them already if they're only canceling them now. Because 
when you figure out production timing and costs, like it's gotta have been in production at least for a little bit. So they probably do have some stock ready to go, if not like enough to fulfill the full international orders that retailers were putting together. So like, what's gonna happen with the sets that they've already made? Yeah, I unless they could like reuse those pieces for another set. Uh, I don't, I don't know what you're doing with them. Melt them down and 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 make, I don't know, Simpson sets out of them. Just just make make some Valorant sets. Get 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 right on the phone. They'll, they'll do it. They need to make some money back from from all the money they're paying the people who are leaving. Yeah, they, I mean it comes full circle. And now that we've come full circle, Kevin, what is your your advice for the week? Um, I actually have a couple of really cool things to announce, at least for myself. I'm being super greedy here. Um, Number one, uh, this Friday, I'm going to be facing off against Kumo, which is uh, V Flight's wife. And V is going to produce this, actually. Um, We're going one-on-one in a escape simulator. Um, So if you guys want to see me struggle in a vr or like not a vr in a uh escape room-esque puzzle um we will be doing that friday i believe at nine i think 9 p.m pst is the day the time that we have slotted let me double check because i have it in announcements i do um 10 p.m 10 p.m is the time so uh yeah well check that it'll be friday and then just another this is just another really big blanket statement but i am uh i'm going to be casting matches every monday on twitch so if you guys want i've made a recent submission sheet so if you guys have like a vod or a youtube video of your previous gameplay you could send it in i'll cast it i will give my opinion usually towards the end of the whole thing of like you know a quick summary of the game um if I know it really well, I will I will try my best to give you every single bit of the game. Uh, if I don't know it so much, like you give me something weird like Tetris, uh, <laughs> I will I will try my best. I will talk about it to the best of my ability, but no promises. I, I can't like super analyze Tetris that well. Um, but yeah, I, I will take a I shot. Mean, there's world championship Tetris that they analyze. So it yeah, can be done. It, it can be done. I'm just not one of those guys who sits and plays uh, Tetris 99 for 10 years. So, um, yeah, I, I do have a sheet. Uh, I, I will give it to Matt if, if anybody else wants to use it. Um, and, yeah, I will be live on Twitch every Monday, Friday, Saturday. So, yeah, that, that that's what I would use my time for. If you guys want to yell at me or hear me cast live, it will be then. Um so yeah, other than that, I hope everybody has a good week. Uh, I hope that whatever OTV is doing right now and playing Overwatch uh, will help boost Overwatch when it, and let people enjoy the game again. Um, but yeah, have fun, uh, enjoy the games, and if there is a new event, let me know. I don't, I don't, we won't know until t- till next week. <laughs> you best believe I will be pushing this on the Zomnix team. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna have the entire Zomnix send me a send me a VOD review. I will bug them to do so. Yes, I I will take it. I I haven't casted Overwatch in two years, <laughs> but I I will do it. I don't think that there's anything that's really changed game wise, right? No, nah, so, I mean they've destroyed Ball, but 
uh, other than ball but like i don't i don't need to worry about like the names of any moves right like i i know what gravitic no. flux is i'm good <laughs> yeah that, that part's all the same as long as i know that echo can duplicate and is not a not a support i am good well i think that's it for us this week thank you everybody for um tuning in as always if you are looking for an indie band to support i would recommend i am not left-handed if you happen to live in the bay area i don't know when they're doing a concert again because it's rona times but if you ever know that they're doing a concert go see them they're great i just found out also that some of their music was featured in dance moms so that's an interesting little tidbit um but anyway thank you all for tuning in as always we'll be back next week um hopefully if you're if you want to hear more of our interviews let us know who you want us to interview for now um i think a lot of the other the interviews that we're going to be doing will probably be more towards when we do our next season just because timing wise that probably works best just for everything going on but yeah thank you and we will catch you same time the same place next week adios Next week, we bring you the latest in gaming and pop culture news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.